black boogie, which is very cool. You got to stop by and check that out. And his slogan is, and I haven't hit this before, I'm going to hit it this time because it's the best one. This is what the slogan is. If you snooze, you lose. And indeed, that is the case. There are only so many money making opportunities to be had. And he's going to tell you where they all are. It's the one and only black boogie. It's Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe, how are you today? Good evening, America. Welcome to the Stooge Lose Podcast. I'm your host, Uncle Joe. This is a sports and a sports betting podcast where the motto is and always will be win together, lose together. Thanks for joining us here live on Millions, new listeners, old listeners. You know how we rock. We don't try and take up too much of your time. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at The Black Bookie. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you listen to this show later on streaming services, make sure you hit that subscribe button, tell a friend and tell a friend, share the stream. Let's get rocking for more four major sports on tonight. The sports equinox, they call it. This actually used to be my favorite time to go to Vegas. Um, October, Halloween weekend. That was literally like my bread and butter when I would go to Vegas consistently. I love the ability to have all four sports on and be able to bet on all four sports. Um, I actually was just in Vegas this time a year ago for my bachelor party. And I can't do it in October no more. It just, it's gotten too cold. It's just gotten too cold. I can't do it. So I'm aiming now like late September. You know, I won't have all four sports on obviously, but the weather's still, I can't do the summer. I don't know how people do the summer. I, I drink too much to be out there in 110 degrees, 105 degrees. Can't do it. And then if you go early in the year, you only really got basketball. So I think September is what we're aiming for now, late September, like week three, week four. That way we got enough information on some of these teams. You have college football, you have NFL. The weather is still being the 80s, 90s. But last few times I've gone in October, it's just been brutal. I literally had to buy a jacket while my groomsmen got it for me. It was a gift. I was so cold. They literally bought me a jacket last time I was out there in October because it's so cold. So it just ain't been what it's been with the weather. But this was my favorite time to go. And this is literally why. All, all four sports on. What more can you ask for? Thank you for joining me for another Monday right here live. Like I said, we're not going to take up too much of your time. We're going to jump right into it because we got a lot to talk about. Get Starting it off with the Monday night football game to get you ready for that. Lions, Raiders. This line right now sits at minus seven for Detroit. I mean, this should easily be a bounce back spot for the Lions. The Lions, five and two. Got humbled last week against the Ravens as they just didn't get off the bus. Got absolutely punched in the mouth in Baltimore. I think the final was like 38-3 or something like that. I stopped paying attention to it. It was so ugly. Uh, but they got humbled last week. And I think this week they should bounce back. It's as clear as that. They're at home. They should bounce back. The Raiders haven't scored more than 20 points in seven out of eight games dating back to last year. So this Raiders offense is bad. They can't score. It doesn't matter if it's Derek Carr, who's not there anymore. It doesn't matter if it's Jimmy G. This Raiders offense struggles to put up points. Seven out of eight games, dating back to last year, they've scored 20 or less. And the one time they cracked 20 points was a safety. It was against New England. It was 21-17, and they scored a safety. That's why they were able to crack 20 points. So this team struggles to score. They're 30th in the league in scoring right now. There's no reason why the Lions shouldn't come out Flex a little muscle, get that bad taste out their mouth from last week. Um, Jimmy G is back. 
He, he missed uh, last week with a back injury. I really don't think it matters. On the year, seven touchdowns, eight interceptions. He's not looking like the guy. It was easy to do it when he had Kyle Shanahan and all those weapons in San Francisco. And he does have some weapons here. You got Josh Jacobs, you got Devontae Adams, but it's not working out. It just, just doesn't look like the guy. The Lions' first Monday night football game since 2018 that they're hosting. Got to be jacked up and fired for that. You know the crowd's going to be into it. Uh, they got absolutely smoked that game, their last Monday night football game in 2018, 48-17 against the Jets. That was uh, Matt Patricia's debut as head coach. And they got absolutely steamrolled. Like, I remember watching that game. I actually had the Lions that game. That game was ugly. But their first Monday night football game since 2018, crowd's going to be rowdy, bounce back spot, get the bad taste out their mouth at home against a West Coast team. Weather's not too bad, 47 and rainy, but we know these warm weather teams normally struggle when they have to leave the dome and leave that sunshine. So I'm expecting the Lions to actually absolutely come out tonight and roll. We know Jimmy G is not 100% either. He is playing, but he's not 100% healthy. This Raiders team struggles to put up points. I'm expecting the Lions to absolutely come out tonight and roll with the crowd behind them on Monday Night Football. I didn't personally take the minus seven. I didn't really want to deal with the, the points. Um, I parlayed the Lions with another team that we'll get to. Uh, actually, in the NHL, I parlayed them with, uh, with the Tampa Bay Lightning which I'm a little bit nervous about because I just checked before I hopped on the air and I saw the line, that line plummeted a lot. So I'm a little nervous about that, but I did parlay with the, I parlayed them. I think that's the best way to go if you don't want to dabble with the points, but I don't see any reason why the Lions don't win this game by 10 or more. They, their defense is good enough to shut down all what's already a bad offense. Um, and there's too many factors that favor them. I There's nothing I could find or with the eye test that would make me want to back the Raiders in this game plus seven. Maybe if the Lions had a look ahead or something like that, but after the way they lost and were embarrassed last week, now at home, first Monday Night Football game since 2018, there's just too many arrows pointing in their favor to bounce back tonight and absolutely roll this Raiders team. And a, a roll of bad Raiders team. It's not like they're playing uh, a top-tier opponent that they're looking to bounce back and get to the win column against. They're playing a bad Raiders team at home. The Raiders are also 1-3 on the road this year. So I just, all signs point to Detroit. Whether if you want to take the seven, if you want to tease that, this would have been actually a good piece to have in a teaser to end your, your football weekend with. Had to take the Lions, pretty much would have got the Lions uh, money line, taking that minus seven down to minus one, pick them, whatever. That would have been a nice little teaser piece, but I think that's the only way to go with this. Either taking the money line, throwing them in a parlay, taking a minus seven. There's just nothing there that would that would nothing numbers, statistically, track game, anything like that that would have me or I think anybody back in the Raiders. Probably a lot of public money on Detroit, and I don't, I don't care. It doesn't. I was someone talked about this the other week where sometimes. You guys know with me, I, I discuss that sometimes. A lot of public money, a lot of public money is on certain play. We'll go the other way or we'll stay away. But it's also, it's not as concrete as it used to be anymore because with sports betting being legal in so many places, a lot more people are betting. So the heavy public favorite, yes, is sometimes a number you want to stay away from or fade or go against. 
But also, the Joes are still winning. Pros versus Joes, the Joes do still win sometimes. The, the public does still win because at the end of the day, it's just a lot more value. There's so many more people now betting legally where the numbers are coming in, making it look like the public side is a trap or the wrong side. But the Joes are winning sometimes. Do they still lose? Do we still obviously want to fade the public? Of course, in more cases than not, absolutely. But it's not as concrete. It's not something you can completely stamp on like we used to because there's just so many people betting now. Uh, but Lions minus seven, I think that's the only way you can go for this game. There's, there's nothing. and I got nothing. I'll, there's nothing that could have me back the Raiders in this matchup in any fashion. Points, them to surprise and win. There's just there's nothing there. For the rest of the NFL, it was pretty much business as usual. If you look at all the games that took place yesterday, I mean, you start with Thursday night, Bills bounce back against the Buccaneers after they lost to New England. The Jags keep rolling. That was our article play. I believe we are now 8-2 and two or 9-2 and two in our article plays. Those just absolutely keep cashing. It makes absolutely no sense to me. If you bet or if you follow me, especially if you follow me and you bet, it makes absolutely no sense to me. If there's one play out of all the plays I give out, if there's one you have to take, it's on Sunday. We just simply don't lose those plays. We absolutely crush those article plays. We win another one. That the play was Jags money line. That was the play. It's posted. We give it out. It's not a long read. It's a nice quick write-up. Why I like to play, a few stats, a few trends. And we are absolutely correct. If there's one play to take, it's that one. It's the Sunday. Don't miss the Sunday article play. We literally kill that one. We've been crushing it. Once again, we hit the Jags this Sunday. Didn't really have to sweat. Uh, the Steelers off. I, I wrote in the article, you know, I'm not impressed by the Steelers' record. I thought the, the wins they had were against bad teams. I'm actually going to pull it up so we can talk about it. Let's, let's go to it real quick. Uh, here we go. So now, yeah, now we're 8-3 and three over our last 11 article plays. We're now 8-3. and three. And with Pittsburgh, I just wasn't impressed. They, you know, they were 4-2 and two coming into the game. They had a win against the Ravens, which was the Ravens, which was a big win. But it's a division rival, so anything can happen in that. And then they beat the Raiders, who we just talked about can't score, the Rams, and then the Browns. The Browns, a decent team, but they won that Browns game against a struggling Deshaun Watson, who has not looked good, has not looked worth the money. The Rams, you never know what you're going to get for them. They just got blown out the other day by the Cowboys. So I wasn't impressed with the Steelers' record. I think the Jags are in a position now where they're just starting to get it going, start off a little slow, but now they're just reeling off wins. They've six and two. They won five straight. They won two in London. They won two back since they came home. And I told you I'm gonna die on this hill. I said it since week one. That's my sleeper to come out the AFC. And I'm not jumping off it. That's my sleeper. They got off to a little slow start. And I didn't jump off. Uh, that's still my sleeper. Now they're just reeling off wins five straight, six and two. They just keep rolling. Uh the Dolphins bounce back after losing to Philly. Not impressed, like we always talk about. They beat a bad team. They beat a team that's now 2-6 and six in New England who came down to earth, and they don't lose when they're at home. That's what the Dolphins do. They put up points. They make it look fancy. They make it look good, the trickery and everything like that. Jalen Ramsey did come back. Um, 
And, you know, he, he looked good, but it's Mac Jones. So not impressed by that. It's what the Dolphins do. I'm not on the bandwagon. I already told you guys, if you didn't listen last week, I gave out the five teams that could win a Super Bowl, and the Dolphins are not one of those teams to me. The trickery, they only win at home in the warm weather and the trickery. Every time they have to play somebody the top-tier caliber talent, they fold. So they actually play Jacksonville next week in Germany. Um, excuse me. They play the Chiefs next week in Germany. And I'm not really going to put no stock into that either. If somehow they pull that game out, I'm not going to be like, oh, man, I was wrong. I was wrong about the Dolphins. You know, it's not – you're not playing an arrowhead. You don't got to go to arrowhead. Yeah, going to Germany is not easy either, but it's a lot different. You know, the crowd the crowd noise, the fact that that stadium is going to be almost 50-50. You might have a little bit more people on the Chiefs side because of the Swifties, but I'm not putting any stock in that. So I don't believe in the Dolphins. I'm not hopping on that bandwagon like we talked about. But they did bounce back after losing to Philly and do what they do and beat a bad team. Bengals, they haven't been talked about, but quietly, they won three straight. They now moved to four and three. A lot of skepticism early on this season. Joe Burrow wasn't 100%, probably still not 100%. But they're winning games. They're starting to get it going. A team that's starting to click, starting to make things happen. Uh, they get a big win on the road against San Fran. And Brock Purdy's starting to look average. He's starting to look average. I'm not, I'm not going to crucify him yet. It's only been three weeks, but over his last three games, he did have the concussion. He was in concussion protocol. We didn't know if he was going to play this week. He was questionable for most of the week. Did end up playing, but he's starting to look average. I don't know if the tape's starting to get out, or maybe he's not 100% healthy. Maybe he's got something going on with the concussion. It's, you know. Is he now a little bit nervous in the pocket? Is he not making the right reads? It, it's hard to just bounce back from those, but he's been looking average. He has been looking very, very average in his last three games. I think he's thrown over four interceptions in his last three games, and he's starting to, he's starting to come. He's starting to look Mr. Irrelevant. You know, he was drafted last, and he's starting to look like it, but we're going to pump the brakes. We're not going to – it's something to keep an eye out, though, because as good as Christian McCaffrey is and as good as that defense is, you still need a quarterback to help you win the games. And I'd rather Brock Purdy than have to put the ball in the hands of Sam Darnold. So they're going to need Brock Purdy to be the guy he's been for 13 weeks dating back to last year and be as dominant and consistent as he's been because he's starting to look like he's coming down to earth. The special juice that he might have drank looks like he's starting to wear off, but we'll see. But other than that, everything else is kind of business as usual. The teams that are supposed to win won. Cowboys won, Eagles won, uh, Jets, Giants. Who cares? But I will say this. I feel this bad a little bit for the Giants because, you know, Gano misses that field goal that easily should have put the game away. Last week, the Giants were screwed with the, the Darren Waller. No call for pass interference. So two bad breaks two weeks in a row for the Giants. Tyrod getting hurt. Never want to see that either. So, I do have a little sympathy for them because things are not going their way over this year at all in full, but definitely over the last two weeks, they've caught the shit in this deck. Um, so the Jets squeak one out and they, they, they keep their playoff hopes alive, but two big games next week, looking at next week's schedule, there's two big games. I got circled that I definitely not even financially that I'm probably even going to touch to, to bet on, but to watch, you got Cowboys Eagles in Philly. It's going to be a huge game. Um, if I had to take a bet, I don't know what the line is yet, but taking Philly, 
I mean, I'm not going to believe in Dak to get things done until he does it. So until that happens. And the thing with the Eagles, it just seems like, you know, they had that one loss against the Jets. Where was a game that seemed like they didn't really care? They rested players. They were they were schedule watching. They were looking forward to next week. Hurts was terrible. I think two or three interceptions that game. So that they weren't really focused in that matchup. But even yesterday against the Commanders, division game on the road, Washington gave a heck of a fight. It just seemed like every time the Eagles needed to respond and get down the field, they did it, and they did it in with the ease. Uh, not saying that you know Washington is the most stout defensive team in the league but it just seemed like whenever it hurts has time and you put the ball in his hands he figured out a way to get to get his team in position to win so i would definitely take the eagles with that especially in philly um until like i said until dak shows me otherwise i would ride with the eagles but another big game i got circled that i think is going to be a, a big what's the word i'm looking for a big a um measuring stick so a big measuring stick for a team raven seahawks that's going to be an awesome game next week. Uh, it's in Baltimore, so I'm excited to see how good are the Seahawks. They had a nice comeback from behind win yesterday against the Browns. Um, made some plays, made a move today, too. We know the trade deadline is tomorrow in the NFL. They made a move and acquired Leonard Williams from the Giants, a Pro Bowl defensive lineman, and bulk up their defense. Geno's playing well. Got Metcalf. You got Lockett. Pete Carroll just makes you happy when you see him running down the sidelines at 70-something years old, still cheering his guys on, still looking full of youth. So I like that game to see how good are the Seahawks, actually. You know, we know they made the playoffs last year. They're always tough in Seattle with that 12th man. It's tough playing there, just like it's tough playing the Arrowhead. But this game's on the road in Baltimore against a very good Ravens team. I'm excited to see that one. That's one I got circled. That's one I, I That's one I'd want to sit back and just watch and really see I want to see how good Seattle really is. We know how good the Ravens are. We know they're they're one of the five I, I mentioned before about that I think they can actually win the Super Bowl. The Ravens are there. Um, so I'm interested to see how good the Seahawks team is. I'm actually going to get a chance to see them live. I'm going to uh, Dallas for Thursday Night Football, Cowboys versus Seahawks. So I actually get to see the Seahawks live. But once again, they're a different team when they're on the road and they're not in Seattle with that 12th man. So I'm excited to see how they perform in baltimore that's a huge game those are two big games that i think for next week everything else same thing like it's gonna be business as usual i feel like this kind of this week the teams that are supposed to win are gonna win maybe a few upsets i'm not panicking about the chiefs losing to the broncos it's not really a big deal it's, it's the same way i reacted when the cowboys had lost that game to arizona yeah it's a little different because denver is a division opponent but the chiefs didn't care they didn't care about this game. And now they got to head to Germany. They didn't care about this game. Travis Kelsey was at the World Series the night before. They didn't care. It was on the road against a team they thought they would just walk in and beat like they have 16 straight times. Mahomes' first loss to them in his life. It's not a big deal. I'm not, I'm not worried at all. Um, you never want to see a team of that caliber, though, put up nine points. If you do lose a game like that to the Broncos or to a, a team that's less caliber than you, you want it to be miraculous play at the end or a game-win field goal or something like that you don't want to really get shut down and held out uh held to single digits so that, that's a little concerning but it's not concerning the chiefs are going to be fine they're still the team until you beat them they didn't care about that game they, they didn't care and i'm not going to bring up the numbers when t swift's there against the numbers when she's not there it, i mean do i think they try and put on the show when she's in the building 
Absolutely. But I'm not putting any stock into that. It is what it is. I don't, I'm not worried about it. So I feel like I said, it's the first time they finally beat Mahomes in his career. So it happens. It ha- they'll be fine. They didn't care. They got to head to Germany now. Will they beat the Dolphins? They should. Be a good game. Could be a shootout. Not putting stock in that one either because it's in Germany. But um, I'm not worried about it. There's no reason to panic. They're not falling off. They're not frauds. It's it's one game. It's one game in week eight. That, and they got, they got caught chilling. <laughs> they didn't care about But make sure you guys share the stream. Follow us on all social media platforms. Thank you for joining me live here on Millions. A few more things to jump into. Like I said, you guys know we don't take up too much of your time. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Make sure you tell a friend, tell a friend. Yeah, with the lightning, that game just kicked off. The Kraken have not looked good. I mean, last year they had their inaugural season, and they came out smoking, made the playoffs, looked very, very good. But this year, off to a very slow, shaky start, struggling offensively, 2-5-2 and two on the year. Tampa Bay starting to get things going. They've won two straight, 4-2-2 two and two on the season. It's in Tampa Bay. Also, the Kraken. Up anymore, but I believe they didn't have a great road record. Yeah, one, three, and two on the road so far this year. So I parlayed the Lightning with Detroit. I think Detroit gets it done. I didn't have to really worry about the points. I just need Tampa Bay to take care of business. But shocking how bad Seattle has started this year with with playing so well last season. Um, my man bet the house gave out the Hurricanes in regulation. They lead one nothing right now over the Flyers. So good start for his play. Make sure you guys follow him as well, too. Underscore bet the house underscore on Twitter. He gives out plays Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So his Monday plays so far off to a good start. So make sure you guys check him out. But, yeah, I got the Lightning. 0-0 right now. Parlayed with the Lions. That's just a personal play I had uh, to have some action on Monday Night Football. I didn't. I While I do think the Lions will win by 10 or more, I just didn't want to mess with the points. Um. Some other late games. I do got one more game in the NHL. I actually like Winnipeg tonight. I'm a Ranger fan. I love the Rangers. The Rangers have been off to a great start to start the year, 6-2, and two, a better start than I even expected them to get off to with a brutal West Coast trip to start the year. And this is the final game of this trip before they head home, and I think sometimes that's when teams get caught slacking because – they just can't wait for it to be over to, to hit the road and get home, get some home cooking, see their families, sleep in their own bed. So sometimes teams, you know, they think about that. These, these are factors you have to think about when you're when you're wagering. So I think this is a game where the Rangers may get caught slipping tonight. I'll take it, though, because they have been awesome on this trip. I did not expect them to be this dominant this early so fast on this, especially having to start the – They've, I think they played two home games. They've been on the road all year. They've played, yeah, one. Literally, they they've had two home games since the year started. They've been on the road all year, um, and this was a brutal trip, especially for me, staying up late to see these games. But they've been getting it done. But I just think this one at the end of a trip, Winnipeg's also coming off a loss against the Canadians in overtime. They haven't played since Saturday, so normal days rest. Rangers played Saturday as well, too. They won in overtime against the Canucks. Just think that last leg before you head home, kind of just ready to get this trip over with and head home. So 
could get caught slipping tonight. I like Winnipeg to bounce back at a very good home team too as well. I like them to bounce back and um, get things done. But a great start to the year to the Rangers. We'll have a phenomenal start to the season. In the NBA, you guys should be following me on Twitter. You know our official plays today were Pelicans. Um, I took it last night before I could even wake up and post it. The line had moved to minus four when I took it as at two and a half. So when I saw it go to minus four, I still was confident in it to give it out to you guys because that told me that, okay, it's a back-to-back for Golden State. They had a game last night against the Rockets. This is an older team. Somebody's probably going to rest, either Clay or Draymond, something like that. Somebody's going to rest. It looks like it's going to be Clay and possibly Kaminga are going to rest. Draymond looks like he's going to play because he's only uh, he's only played two games so far this year. He just came back, actually, from injury. So I like the Pelicans. And then I also gave out the Timberwolves money line. Um, I like the spot for them. They should get it done. The Hawks just played yesterday against the Bucks, division rival. You know that game meant a lot to Atlanta to beat the Bucks. Milwaukee didn't seem to care. They rested Chris Middleton. Seems like they care more about that game they have tonight against the Bulls than when the Bulls took the. I'm sorry, against the Heat. Um, the Heat took the number one seed from them last year, so it looks like the Bucks are more motivated tonight. Middleton's going to play tonight. He didn't play yesterday. Dame was awful yesterday, six turnovers in the first half. He was terrible, so he has to have a better game tonight. So I think the Bucks are going to be way more focused tonight. Uh, that line's moved up to six and a half. It opened up at five and a half. So that could actually be because Bam is not playing. Is Bam playing? Let's take a look. Yeah, it's actually up to seven and a half now. So, uh, yeah, Bam's out. So – that's where, hey, that's where snooze you lose comes in. If you got it early at five and a half, now it's up to seven and a half because Bam's not playing. These are things you got to look out for. Um, that's why I took the Pelicans last night because I'm like, all right, the Warriors are on a back-to-back. I already know this is an old team. There's no way everyone's going to play again today. And also the Pelicans are good. The Pelicans are off to a good start. Zion's healthy. They're 2-0 to start the year. It's only two games, but they've looked very well in those two games. And when Zion is healthy and he's there, he, he's a factor. He's a huge factor. He changes the complete dynamic of this team. Still have C.J. McCollum. You have Ingram. The, the Pelicans are a very good team, but they need Zion to be on the court. Without him, it, it's not the same. It's clearly not the same. So I like the Timberwolves. Like I said, the Hawks played yesterday and had to travel. They played in Milwaukee. They cared a lot about that game. It was the same thing I did a few days before. Uh, the Knicks had played the Hawks. We know the Knicks hate Trey Young. So they came out, took care of business, smacked the Hawks up. The next day they had to play the Pelicans. They got blown out. They didn't care. It just wasn't – it's hard to get jacked up and emotional and ready to play 24 hours later. Now, if that game would have been two days later, the Knicks probably would have covered or could maybe won that game. But the next day, after just beating a rival – it's hard to get into that. Now, Golden State played yesterday against the Rockets. That's not a rival. But they they kind of they had to play. It, it, they didn't blow them out where they would have been able to get some rest in the second half. You know, they won by 11. That That's down to the wire almost. So they didn't get to rest guys. They were hoping to get up early, you know, get up early 20, 30 points. Then you can kind of sit some guys in the second half, get some rest, and maybe does maybe Clay does play it in tonight. But that didn't happen. They only won by 11. So, like I said, I don't think Clay or Kaminga is going to play tonight. I love that play the most. I'm on Wolves and Pelicans, but I love that play the most. I think it's a huge spot for New Orleans. Getting this older Golden State team on a back-to-back. I just 
I love that. I love that play. So that really should cash for us. If you took the Bucks early, you should be in good position. Um, if you got them at five and a half, Bam is not playing tonight. So I don't know what they're going to do to stop both the Lopez brothers on the inside and the Greek freak. It's going to be a tough matchup for, for Miami tonight. You got Nuggets Jazz tonight, which on paper looks like it should be like a rock and chair runner, right? That the Nuggets should actually kill the Jazz. But you know what's funny? Denver's also on a back-to-back. They played yesterday in OKC. And I heard somebody earlier, I was watching another show. The Jazz are actually like 3-3 three and three in Denver. They actually play in Denver very well because they're one of the few teams in the league that don't have to worry about the altitude. They play in altitude too. So they don't really have to make the adjustment to it. So they actually play the Nuggets very well. This is a game, too, where I can see the Nuggets win, but maybe not cover. They just played yesterday against OKC. So on a back-to-back, they had to travel. Look ahead spot. They play the Wolves next game, so not really look ahead spot. But I could see Denver coming out, not really caring too much about this game. Excuse me. Beat Like I said, beat OKC yesterday. They get the Jazz tonight. I can see them winning this game by five, maybe by six. But they got to win this game by nine or more. It's not a bad look to take the Jazz and sprinkle something on the Jazz to maybe cover. A play that I did take personally, you got Lakers-Orlando. Now, once again, on paper, most people probably just think, oh, the Lakers should kill this team. But the Magic are very, very good defensively. They're a younger team. And once again, Lakers on a back-to-back, an older team. This line went down all the way to minus one and a half. So when it went to minus one and a half, I thought, okay, Bron's probably not going to play or AD's not going to play. Somebody's going to rest. It has gone back up to the original line of three and a half. Seems right now that LeBron is going to play. Uh, Rui Hachimura has been ruled out. And no, Anthony Davis is not in the injury report. So it seems like LeBron and AD both will play. But I got to tell you, once again, how much are they going to care? They just had a dog fight yesterday. Against the Kings, they lost in overtime. Now they have to travel, not so far, but they have to travel now. Now they're back home. They play the Magic, uh, out of conference opponent. And do you know who the Lakers got on deck? They got the Clippers on deck, a team they hate, a team they definitely want to beat. LeBron played 39 minutes yesterday. I could just, I could see the Lakers being flat in this game. I could just see them coming out flat. Magic first half actually might not, not even be a bad play. I just don't see the Lakers coming out, getting jacked up for this game after playing a tough battle last night and losing in overtime against the Kings. And I just Magic is rested. They're younger. They want to make a name for themselves. They're playing in front of LA, playing in Staples Center. Games on it's games on t- NBA TV. So I could see Orlando coming out trying to make a little bit of a statement. Like I said, LeBron 39 minutes yesterday. AD, you always got to be careful with his minutes. The pieces haven't looked. The, the continuity hasn't looked there. It's early. It is early. They've added some pieces, Gabe Vincent and things like that. But the pieces you brought back, uh, Austin Reeves, Rui, who's not playing tonight, those guys, it hasn't it hasn't looked smooth so far. Like, it's early. It is early. I'm not panicking. I'm just saying it hasn't looked smooth. But this is the time to capitalize. Things aren't looking well. They're on the back-to-back. They're tired. They're older. This is, the, this is the game where you take a younger team to come in and maybe steal one. I got Orlando. I'm riding with Orlando. I think the Jazz is in a bad play because of how well they play in Denver. The Bucks is too late. If you if you didn't get it at five and a half, it's kind of too late. The value's gone. Uh, we're already on the Pelicans. And, I, and we're on the Wolves. 
Raptors, Trailblazers, I didn't touch, but there should be a spot for Toronto to take care of business. They, they got to get something going. I mean, they're one and two. Portland's 0 and three. So this would be a spot to win one at home. Nets, Hornets. Brooklyn's off to a great start 34 to 18 so far earlier over Charlotte. Two teams financially, I would never really get behind. There's no way I'm putting money on, on the Hornets to, to win a game. And just, I'm good on that. Boston spanking the Wizards. So you just, if you took them, you just need them to hold on. The spread was minus 10, but that's that's where things are looking for NBA, NHL, like I said. Um, oh, crap. Kraken's up 2 nothing. See I, see, I told you I was nervous about that. The line, I mean, it's still early. It's hockey. But when I saw that line, when I took it lightning minus 160 and I saw it drop to minus 140, that makes you nervous when it has a big dip like that. And the Kraken are up 2 nothing early. So my parlay is not looking good. But NBA, you can hop on our plays tonight, though. Hasn't kicked off yet. About to kick off shortly, actually. The line might have just got pulled for that Timberwolves game. But for the Pelicans, you can still get on it. Starts at 8 o'clock. Um, I like New Orleans. This old Golden State team on a back-to-back. It's officially Clay and Kaminga are not playing. Looks like Draymond will play. Still says probable. But it's official Clay and Kaminga are not going to play. So this is – ooh. Well, that is a loop. Brandon Ingram, late scratch, 19 minutes ago. Brandon Ingram is not playing tonight. Well, that really chats my ass. Not happy about that. So, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens now. Late scratch for Brandon Ingram. We're going to need Zion to really turn up now. I do not. I'm not happy about that. So that's our plays, though. We got Wolves money line, Pelicans. And I do like Orlando tonight against this older Laker team that's still trying to get on one accord. I am not happy about that brand name. Scratch. Wow. That that that's why it's called gambling, right? That's that's what happens sometimes. 19 minutes ago it was announced. It was not on any injury reports all day. I didn't hear he tweaked anything in the last game. And now he's a late scratch. But that's where we're looking at. I appreciate you guys. We're actually going to get uh, the Snooze Squad back up and running now that I got some more time on my hands. So make sure you guys follow me on Kick as well. We're going to be doing morning videos where we break down the board, discuss the board together, talk about what you guys like, what I'm leaning towards. Maybe you see something I don't. We're here to win together. Win together, lose together is always going to be the model. So make sure you guys follow me on Kick. Follow me on all social media platforms. If you're watching live on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Uh, if you were listening to this on streaming services after it's live here on Millions, make sure you tell a friend, tell a friend, share it, hit that subscribe button. I appreciate all you guys. We'll be back again next Monday, rocking with you, not taking up too much of your time, just recapping, talk about what we're on. We'll see how that Cowboys-Eagles game plays out, see how that Ravens-Seahawks game plays out. Those are going to be two big matchups I like next week. Oh, and the World Series tonight. We got the World Series tonight before we go. Man. This D-backs team, I mean, I kind of want them to win now. I mean, they what can't they do? They just refuse to die. I love the underdog mentality. I love the scrappiness. I love the toughness. I kind of want them to bring it home now. Um, I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for them now. They got a big game now at home. Series is tied 1-1. I took Texas uh, first. The first game, I took them first five because Valdi had been lights out all playoffs. That didn't hit. We you know, the Texas came back. Two-run home run, ninth tied up. 
Then they hit the walk-off in the 10th. Game two, I thought, wow, after blowing that, after blowing a 5-3 lead in the ninth inning, I thought the hearts would be taken from the D-backs. I thought that would be one that might be the dagger. And they come back the next day and put up nine runs. You can't make it up. The next day they come out and put up nine runs. It's unbelievable. Texas, I think, has a slight advantage tonight because they've been unbelievable on the road all playoffs. Uh, I think they're still undefeated on the road, actually. 7-0 or 8-0 on the road all playoffs. So they have a little advantage tonight with that in their back pocket. I mean, until they lose a road game, I wouldn't bet against them. But going forward in this series, I'm rooting for the D-backs. Just a scrappy bunch. A bunch of guys that shouldn't be here. They've been told they shouldn't be here since the Dodgers. Uh, they just keep figuring out ways to win. And like I said, after coming, the after I could have, I would have sworn, and that's why I took it. I took Jordan Montgomery in game two. I said, there's no way this this team's gonna come back. There. Texas is gonna go up 2-0, and this thing's gonna head back to Arizona. And they came out and put up nine runs. It's an unbelievable story, unbelievable run this team's on. And I, I'm at a point now where I'm rooting for them. I hope they bring it home. So we'll see what happens tonight. Game three, one-one. I got no money on it, but I'm rooting for the D-backs to, to bring it home. But I appreciate you guys. In the words of the icon, Billy Walters, I've had some losing weeks. I've had some losing months. Never had a losing year. Snooze Lose Podcast. Till next time.